The Injudicious Ramblings of Andre and Gary. So you're going to read me a story? Is that what you're going to do? Are we, are we on? We're on. I can always tell when we own you. How this really insincere? <laughs> really, you think I'm insincere when I'm talking into this microphone? No, no, no. Is that is that it? No, I'm not talking about you. And your, your do I sound smarmy? Yeah, yeah. Like, but it's only at the start. Like, yeah, no, no, it's not smarmy. No insincere is the wrong word. But you have your we're starting the podcast question kind of voice. Then oh, you would yeah. never ask me a question like that. In that right. total voice. Under, under exactly. Yeah. So, sort of like uh, the uh, often actors at the very end of a movie, they've got this look on their face, and their voices are kind of, uh, you know, knowing voices as as it ends because they know everything's going to be okay, and there's probably going to be a sequel or something. In, <laughs> in the best of all possible. Right. Let's jump right in though, because we have nothing interesting to talk about. No, no, we don't. I've got a an uninteresting and stupid article by the Washington Post. Uh, I, you want to jump in it? Yeah, we're gonna jump into it. All right. Let me it's about it. racism. Okay. Everyone's favorite topic. You, you're my favorite topic because we hate each other, and oftentimes strictly because of your race. Right. Absolutely. I mean, there, there's there's been times when I've caught you sneaking up behind me with a knife. I do. I have. I have. And there have been times I've caught you crossing the street when, you know, I'm approaching. Right. I right. have. I, I've done that. It's, you know, so it's, it's fine. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's it's perfectly natural. People, get over it. Listen, that's what it is. That's what it is. Yeah. We we have this whole uh, Inspector Clouseau Cato thing going on. That was above my head. Please uh. don't explain it. <laughs> what I would. Jump into that story. Let's right. go that story. So, the Washington Post this week. Uh, oh, oh, today is October second, right? October second. It, it is. So yesterday, yesterday, the Washington Post had an article that started uh, headline at Rick Perry's Texas hunt. Oh, right. Rick Perry's Texas hunting spot camps old racially charged name lingered. So it, this article is, is about him and, or his father leasing about a thousand acres of land uh, on the Clear Fork of the Brazos River uh, in the early '80s and then up until recently. And when they first got it, it was known by a racially charged name. It has the N word, and I'm going to say it. Although I've been told by many of my um, black friends that if I ever used it in a bad way, they would kill me. <laughs> so well, you can just say I told you that, Gary. That's what well, you, you know I am your only black acquaintance. That's not true. I have plenty of them come into my studio. I like how you use the word "them" there, though. That sounded really. <laughs> Them with a capital T, you know the giant ants, <laughs> not red ants though. <laughs> I think I'll just cut this part out. No, anyway, I'm, probably not. I'm just too damn lazy. When the lynching comes, <laughs> when the lynching comes. 
<laughs> so it, it was called um, the unfortunate title of uh, Niggerhead. It's interesting though. Who was <laughs> named this Niggerhead? In what century did they name this Niggerhead? Probably. Who perpetuated the name Niggerhead? <laughs> so many questions here. It, right. It's so it, they're saying it was probably around the, the turn of the century, the 1800s. Or early 1900s when it was named that. But the perpetuation of such. Right. Just you kept know? it through. Well, it was it's in Texas, so there was, you know, racism was <laughs> uh, no problems in early 1900s in Texas with, you know, black people and white people and getting along. But but now it's all... What I love, this always shows that it's okay. I love when people claim that racism doesn't exist anymore. Because it's things like this that be a curious. Because I'm talking about perpetuation. I don't nigga head thing, not a big deal. But I'm talking about somebody had to perpetuate that name right, right. through the fifties and the sixties right. and the seventies and the eighties and and the eighties and the aughts and probably still now. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Wait, just tell me name nigga head. Yeah. Right. I love that. That is fantastic. <laughs> like for example, and the thing is, you know, we all on this show, we like to deal in the realm. Of the philosophic, right? And, right. You know, and we want to we not and not just deal with what we see and what we believe is, but what actually is. Right. And racism is. That's right. Tribalism. You know, you always the human being wants to be comfortable and they right. want wants to be, to be amongst people that they can trust. Yes. And then there's as we've talked about the other. Yes, and, and skin that. color is the biggest. Thing. I mean, right. you can't tell. You can't. I mean, because unless let's 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 have we could, politics, tribal, religion, tribal. I mean, all sorts of things, beliefs, tribal. But the easiest thing to to, to discern. I can't look at you and tell if you're a republican. I probably can't tell if you're a republican. <laughs> you're probably drooling or deciding or something. <laughs> but you know, you know what I'm saying. But race, skin color, or or freshly from the dentists. <laughs> so not always. Not not everybody's walking around. I have around. judged so many people wrongly, <laughs> and the thing is, I live I next to a dental and college. You're, and, <laughs> and you're sitting there like, going, you to "Get out of my way, Republicans!" And they're, like, and they're like, and they're like, which reinforces. Like, are you making fun of me now? Are you implying because I'm black? I'm a, and you're showing me the error of my ways. That's what, that's what has been going on for all this time. Uh, or you know you could be well justified in your beliefs and they, they just happen. in Texas you know, it's an equal equally possible circumstance. Well, it's right? it's less likely in Texas that they would have gone to the dentist than being a Republican. So I think I think you're on safe ground. I, I, <laughs> I'm not going to say anything as a foreigner. I think I'm treading on dangerous ground here. <laughs> That's right, because if, if any of the current crop of the GOP get in, in the next four years, you're out of here if they ever hear this. <laughs> uh, I'll give you I'll give you a place to hide out. Even so, come quickly. <laughs> My name is uh, Jeffrey Longoria, and Thank I'm you, living Gary. in San Diego. <laughs> while, I, while I wait, and I, I seek to marry um, into the American citizenry. I will hide out at your house. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> but yeah, but it's a big point, though, <laughs> that racism has disappeared. 
No, did you, did you see there was a report um, in one of the um, liberal blogs this week? Of course it hasn't disappeared. Um, Look at the Tea Party. About, well, no, but that's not racist. That's, they're not racist. They, but that's the queen. They're not, tea Party isn't racist. Right. It is just this individual who did so-and-so. But it showed, um, the report was actually done in baseball. And they showed how umpires have a bigger sh- strike zone. For people of their own race. No, it is not why it's not white empire. It was all the empires. Mm-hmm. However, we live in America. It's predominantly white. So the statistics will show that the white empires called a bigger strike zone, which meant mm-hmm. that they were less likely to uh to dismiss um or to, they they were, how do I put it? For a non baseball listener, they were more likely to allow batsmen of their own race to have um, balls versus yes, to continue batting, yeah. 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 So if you were black or Hispanic, they were more likely to call you out than if you were white, okay. right? And of course, but it helped for the black, right? If it was a white empire, you're saying, yeah. and so in the black empire, we're called, white, we're yes, called a uh, bigger strike zone for, for, for the black, black empire. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, right. And and but the thing is, there are so many more white empires. So they say that mm. the black pitchers have a harder job, and the black batsmen. I don't know what, you, what do you call them in baseball in cricket we call them batsmen in baseball we call batters batters batters, batters yeah so in, so inelegant you I, I was gonna... <laughs> right but yeah so yeah and, and, and well look we're paying we're paying people millions of dollars a year to play what is it stickball <laughs> pretty much which is a little girl rounders rounders <laughs> going rounders right but you know it, it shows you but the thing is, though, and this is why the Democrats, we on the Democratic side, I'm not a Democrat, Lord forgive me for even trying to align myself, but us progressives realize the need for regulation. They said, the study showed when a game was shown, as, a, as a, it was a playoff game, right? And again, the umpires knew that was going to be viewed by millions. So more, not a run of the mill, one of the season games. Right. We're talking like the right. World Series yes, or that the kind of thing. to the World Series. Right. The racial disparity effectively disappeared. Right. Okay, that makes sense. Because it shows when you're under scrutiny. And the thing is, we're not claiming the, empire, and the, the umpires aren't racist. Or, or Well, no, no. no. Uh, let, me, let me come back to the, that. The, 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 the umpires aren't being deliberately discriminatory right. on the basis of race. But some of them might be, but most of them aren't. But at the back of your head, though, you know when to suppress that subconscious yeah. sort of reaction, jerk, knee-jerk reaction, right? Right. So under the glare of scrutiny, the 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 bias was almost eliminated, and it makes right. the point that that is why you need oversight and regulation, not because they want a big government, but because people n- tend to try and know, get away with it. Yes, and it's subconscious. Yeah, subconsciously, this is subconscious, right? Apart from, of course, there are undoubtedly a few bigots, but uh, but I would say the majority, vast majority. Yes, subconscious action on that level and professionally. Yeah. And and let me come back to the point where I said it wasn't racist. And people, to me, as long as you make a judgment on the basis of race, it is racism. It doesn't have to be lynching. But if I look at you, Gary, and I say white men tend to like to wear docker this is racist docker sure to me to me uh, as i said isn't there's venal racism and there's more venal racism you know what i'm yeah, saying yeah. there are degrees of racism but as long as you make a judgment on the basis of race no. you are indulging in racism to me right. I, I this is just andre myers right well it, there, of... it, uh, avenue q the the uh cursing muppet show 
uh, they have a song everybody's a little bit racist and that's you know everybody's a little bit racist sometimes doesn't mean we go around committing hate crimes but you everybody judges based on race and what and and to me to me what's that's true what if we claim that we're better than the animals which i don't believe right because we're the apex of um, evolution right <laughs> but i don't believe that because as i said i never saw a lion put on a suit and tie and go in a mine <laughs> and try and dig you know or you know, or, or go on. If, if a lion went into the mine, he would be there to have a snack. Undoubtedly, he would come out with his <coughs> dripping of blood, <laughs> right? But he, that would that would be the only reason he would go in. He would not go in to go and and, and dredge coal out of that right. mine, then to go and light a house <laughs> that needs more coal. You know, it's silly. I've never seen right. no one antelope go and and and. Overthrow a government or, or back that or, or major in business that which is as useless a a, a major as yeah. any. Although although to be fair, um, can't oh, be fair. You, you can't. You I'm can't as be dark fair. as as. Uh, uh, ungulates come. ungulates aren't actually business savvy. They aren't the business savviest the animal, of the animal kingdom. They are the smartest. No, yeah. they are. They are. Yeah. Dogs I, the and cats. Are, the carnivores do well. Yeah, well, you know, so it's, it's it's a you know, dog-eat-dog. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Antelope. That's exactly you know. what, where it came from. <laughs> this dog, they had a business school for animals. Which doesn't make sense because you never see dogs eat dogs. It's an Aesop fable. That is true. You never see... I haven't seen it. All right. They'll fight with my they, own people. But they tend not to kill unless they're trained to for sport. But no. then they don't eat the other dog. I haven't. Even Michael Vick didn't promote dog eating no. dogs. That's what I'm going to no. say. I'm going to stand by it. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to stand by it, guy. Okay. Even though you're sitting. But should I stand? No, no, no. That's fine. Because then you'll be out of the range yeah, of the mic. I am kind of warm. Maybe that <laughs> seems like a bit of effort. Seems effortful is yeah, what yeah. I'm going to say. <laughs> on that note but I'm so, going to stand by it while I'm sitting okay. and I'm going to let you you listen were I not too lazy to prize myself off Gary's extraordinarily comfortable couch it is it's I, microfiber which I swear I saw on Craigslist not two days ago <laughs> right I wish I paid Craigslist prices for that <laughs> I really wish I did but I bought it new and then my dog chewed it you're a chump <laughs> I have problems with buying things new. I Going do, but what I, hmm? I can afford it. And back then, you know, I I'd been living on IKEA furniture, and I was You're sick of that bullshit. And you live, you know, capital gains. Uh, Gary, I, I, I'm not gonna say no, but I'm gonna say this is quite uh, a Bush supporter because he yeah, absolutely was an unrepentant reaper of profits. From Bush's lowering of the ta- tax on capital gains. In fact, he still does live on capital gains uh, to, a, to a large extent. Do I? But yeah, the revolution is coming, Gary. Have you seen the Occupy Wall Street? Yes, I had planned to go join them since my stock prices. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, what was it? Yeah, you lost 75%. <laughs> no, the day before the stock prices were up 75%, he had no intention oh, of I was going buying out. and selling people. The, you were the one percenters. <laughs> but the day. <laughs> I was calling up the dude at the IMF. Hey, man, let's go golfing. <laughs> Next day, boom. Like, yeah, yeah. But you know what I like about you, Gary? I like that you're not... Yeah, I like that you you, go, you you align yourself with your interests. Everybody I love does. That. No, people don't. No, people don't. And I'm going uh, to... Yeah, 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 true. I'm going to throw true. a flag on that play. That's right. Because, well, once, once I become rich... <laughs> That's what I'm saying. 
I cannot. I would not I judge podcasting? any. I'm gonna hire someone to podcast for me. Like, listen, I can't deal with this dude, Andre. I'm gonna give you it's, some. Like, you know. That's right. And then the guy will say, "Well, Mr. Lawn uh, cannot be here today, but we can discuss things." Um, you know, I will come down to your mendicant level. <laughs> Dude, so are you going to get like a ready, you're going to get a super intelligent. But actually, yes, that's what you will get because we just are being depressed to such an extent. You know, that... that I'll, I'll, I will pay my, this super, way, this my, way, my hyper-intelligent servant well. This is what you put the press <laughs> one, though, that everybody, you know, the 1% and the 99% of us at the level that yes, any job... You know, any job is a job for us. You know yeah, that kind of thing. Right. You will get a half an educated man to come and do this this podcast with me, and you give him, you throw him a bone or two. <laughs> well, in fact, I would much prefer an Ivy League person to do that, simply because I don't really have much of a what's the word education, um, liver, you know, kidneys. Yes, yeah, so I don't have much of a kidney for okay. for people who have an Ivy League education. I scoff at them. I bile at them. So more of a spleen. <laughs> you know what? I, 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 personally, I I would love love to have gone to an Ivy League school, except for the work involved in it. I don't think that you had any more work going to Ivy League than you would going to what you're doing. Well, I, mean, I think I would. Not about any. Not about undergrad. Everything. I I think maybe maybe not. You know, but it yeah. seems like it's intense though. And I would rather... George Bush got through it. <laughs> George Bush had a few ducats in his pocket, though, is what I want to say. Yeah, no, listen, good. we are going to talk about... Okay, so let's do this. Oh, yeah. We were talking about racism. And right. we, the war, as soon as I finish bring up this racist, racist topic here, I'm going to come. We're going to come. Okay, we're going to finish this story, because I think, I think you'll enjoy the next Oh, no, you're doing that story. I didn't know you had still... Oh, there are still. Come forth, Gary. Okay. All right, so what happened was... His father, uh, Perry, went back and said, uh, someone wrote, there's a big rock on the west entrance to this place, if mm-hmm. you come in from the west. And it had it written in big block, black letters on white, on the rock. Well, of course, black and white. With... Right, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Perry said something to his father and his what father. What was written there again? Cause... Uh, niggerhead. Niggerhead. Because right, everyone knew it as that name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, this this place was in, is in Throckmorton County, and apparently during the 50s and 60s there was uh, 56s and 70s there was a total of about 10 black people in the city over that period of time living in the city limits. So not too many black people. Regardless. So he said this something to his father. His father went over and white whitewashed it, put some okay, white paint. Okay, that sounds excellent. And then at some other point, they turned it over so that it wasn't even seen, according yeah. to this, or according to Perry. Uh, I don't see. I to me, I am all in Perry's corner here. Okay, He's, he hasn't. But said. Uh, according to the article, they, they say that it was turned over, but then they say that you can actually see it. <laughs> That it's actually fading, and you can you can read an N and an H, and I, I think. <laughs> and, 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 oh, and, and, and N and two Gs, mm. which could spell ginger. You see? Yeah. If you follow Tim Minchin... Doubtlessly... Only doubt a ginger can call a ginger ginger. All right. That would be anagrammatic, because I don't know how you're going to rearrange... Right. Well, you could be dyslexic. 
and, th- and think that it's Gingerhead. Okay. In fact, I'm just going to call it Gingerhead from now on so that I don't you know, get hunted down. I love it. I love it. Um, okay. So so that that happened. So I, I'm kind of in Perry's court. It, it's, it, they leased the land. They covered it up. Eh, whatever. Okay, yeah, no, I'm in Perry's court. At least they covered it. They didn't have to, but it yeah. did. So I don't see anything wrong okay. with that. So, so in this story then, in 1962... The U.S. Board on Geographic Names changed more than a hundred similar names. Uh, they substituted. Okay, now I am appalled. No, no, it gets better. <laughs> uh, so they changed it instead of so instead of you know Gingerhead, they call it Negrohead. <laughs> now is is that better? Instead of Negrohead, they call it Negrohead. Yeah, Negrohead. No, that is not better. Okay, now. Now, this is my okay. The federal action still left many local names unchanged. In Texas, Lady Bird Johnson, the former first lady, lobbied to change the name of a mountain in Burnett, Texas, that had the same nary, same name as Perry's hunting spot. In 1968, it was a mountain, so it was mm-hmm. Nigger Mountain. Uh, it became Colored Mountain. <laughs> Listen, the, the no, that is high comedy there. That is the highest form of comedy. Do you realize that is national <laughs> comedy? That the first level, I think, you can't get. I know it's so ludicrous. That's what I'm saying. That's the highest form of comedy. The unintentional comedy perpetrated by a nation. Yeah. As it were, and, and, and by a nation we mean your representatives, right? This, this is so real. We have yeah, to get rid of this. I Let's go colored head. head. What the <laughs> fuck? You so, know, so colored mountain is the name of the. You know, as well called chick love chicken watermelon monk. You know, that's what I'm saying. If you're continuing with the black thing, you know, oh, or, or if, if you want to be, if you want to be to use the acceptable um, black. Um, um, iconium, and iconiums, you know, like it's pretty black praise, or, or the cool black iconium is he's, like, he's a great athlete, right? <laughs> right? Yeah, there's a great athlete mountain, <laughs> which to me I always find to be racist. Too. Well, it, well, there, there was one in like I think it was Target or Kmart or one of those. They had a a child's black desk for sale, and someone went through and they apparently thought that that was. It got flagged because the word black. You can't use the word black, so it well, got changed. To, it got changed to uh, a child's African American. Was that really true? It's true. So maybe, why can't you use the word black? I know, yeah, well, I know, but it's it, mm. uh, they, they weren't thinking. I know. But, yeah, but was... I love. I love that idea because, uh, like on the other on the skeptic wire, uh, you know, I was like, ah, it's so. So black outside. It's like, ah, 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 ah. It's oh, African American outside. In fact, I think that's what we should do from now on. We should, we should never use, use the word, word black. black. On this it's podcast, always... we will forevermore use the word African American, <laughs> even though when it applies to uh, black people, uh, right. I mean African American people who are not from America. Right. No Africa. Right. And, and, and unfortunately, it's not very descriptive because the color black is a specific color and. African Americans uh, have a range of of hues, just like white people aren't right. necessarily white. Ugh. Some of them are pink, <laughs> well, I, I, and some of them. I are find tan. most of you to be pink. Yeah. I don't know any white white. Oh wait, I, I think they call it. Uh, well, they can't call it flesh colored now because that's racist. <laughs> <laughs> salmon, we're salmon colored. Yeah, so my flesh is the same color as yours. <laughs> so. 
But but why really this on the thing on top of being racist? Did you hear yeah. Pat Buchanan this week? Uh, well, no, I did not. And Herman Cain. First thing, Herman oh, Cain yeah. claimed that black voters have been brainwashing the voting democratic. Yeah. And we yeah. have been, and I'm not a black voter. Well, I'm not an African-American voter. Because right. <laughs> I'm not a voter. No, I'm an African-American. And I hate the Democrats with a passion exceeding... <laughs> You know, I would say the, the hate uh, that Jesus Christ had for money lenders. I'm going to give that. Well, how do you feel about the GOP then? <laughs> Where do you go from there? <laughs> I actually respect the GOP more. <laughs> I, my hate for the Democrat exceeds the, the the loathing I have for the GOP. I want to see. I think no. I think I think you just have uh, it's it's a different it's a different loathing. Is it okay? So Be, me... because the, the GOP are just nasty and horrible people, whereas the Democrats are are wusses. Yes, a weak and spineless. Spineless. And on there also, um, you know, a lot of um, char- you know characters uh, that tend to engage in a lot of undercover shady activities under the guise of pacification. Right. right. Which is which is why they don't want. Uh, we, we did we discuss at the, at the beginning or right before we we started this. Podcast? I don't know. I am three beers deep okay. now. Okay. I don't remember. My memories are so fuzzy just... as this um, pelt on your couch. <laughs> It's microfiber. <laughs> but who my kids? <laughs> like black boys have been brainwashing the voting Democrat. You know what? Yes, we've been brainwashed. So let me say we. I'm going to say the royal we is on behalf of all black people. We yes. have been brainwashed. Because you know what, though? It was brainwashing to vote for the party that was against Jim Crow laws. <laughs> right. It was brainwashing to vote for the party that continues, right? To condemn and fire teachers all over the country. And as well, we know the only way for a black person to cross that great divide from poverty to respectability is through education. It is brainwashing. Oh, is it? I thought it was money. Actually, that's a good question. I wonder I wonder if oh, if, uh, if football players and rap rappers no, uh, have crossed that divide. Do you think they're, do you think they're Democrats or do you think huh? they're Republicans? Oh, mostly football players are Democrats. This is very ingrained. It is very ingrained in you. And, and you know your result. You were born politically one way. Less like religion. Yeah. Right? And you don't, people don't think. So football players tend to remain Democrats. The black football players. Oh, wait. That's right, because they are unionized. Coming back, right? <laughs> maybe it's really the blessed, but the black and uh, the black football, black sports athletes, and, and studies have shown that they tend to remain democratic, and the white tend to remain republicans, right? Because that's where you come from. Yeah, I guess um, so. Actually, I can, I can, I can see the 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 white players being rep- actually, I can see you know, the white players they, being republican. No, they are no, no because Absolutely. that's where they come because well, they're jerks. <laughs> <laughs> it's also all the way, all the way through high school they're not, and, and they're not reflective people athletes right. aren't reflective people this, they're yeah. not self-respective people and there still, are yeah. some we don't want to call it with this huge brush uh, well, well, just uh, a small brush I'll, I'll brush them I'll tie and feather them and okay. let's paint that brush over them athletes are temp- typically they ha- the intelligence that they possess is, uh, is athletic intelligence. And right, the same way they think Jesus had something to do with their, fu- their touchdown. Yes, that can, Yes, okay. that exactly. <laughs> a man who believes that Jesus Christ, you know, and, and oh, oh God took the time out to direct a, a pass into his hand. Right. Over his 
most likely Christian brother, right? right. You know, as, a, as a receiver, Jesus looked that pass <laughs> over the Christian receiver's hand. Sent some angels down to, yeah. to keep to keep the guy yeah. from jumping the Christian as cornerback. high. Yeah, right. yeah. He, the angels suppressed the Christian cornerback while Jesus buoyed with it. You know, he sent a few to boy you, the right, receiver, right. up to catch that pass from the cornerback. So it's like yeah. coming down to, to, yeah. to uh, harden the heart of the Pharaoh. Mm-hmm. Okay. That kind of thing, yes. So a man who believes that quite easily, you know, he's not going to change the, where he comes from. No, sure. he's not going to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that, that who, who was like, <laughs> but but so Pat Buchanan, no, but yeah, so Herman Cain came that day. Um, anyway, so forget Herman Cain. Um, I love his nine 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 um tax, but we have to. You know what? We will do another show on the nine 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 where we will break it down and show you something. All right, but. I'll, uh... Um, the, this whole point is that um, actually Pat Buchanan was remarking on Herman Cain's comments. Oh, re- Buchanan. And, I thought I said uh, and Pat Robertson. Buchan- okay. Well, yeah, Pat B- sorry, Buchanan. I can't flee them easily. <laughs> I, Pat Buchanan said, I think the African-American community has embraced great society liberalism, liberalism which has been devastating for the African-American family. <laughs> I admire Herman Cain for standing up and going against, if you will, the conventional wisdom and being a tough African American businessman. And the interviewer said, Brainwash, that's a fairly strong term. And this is what Buchanan said. I think what he's saying is that they bought a lot of liberal propaganda on the liberal plantation. <laughs> they, Those liberal... On the liberal plantation. Now, the incendiary, you could, that's what I don't understand. Why people are able to use incendiary statement and inflammatory statements like this. And you know Pat Buchanan is deliberately saying this. This is not even a dog whistle. Because a dog whistle is only supposed to, <laughs> you know, to, to, to peel in the ears or in the air of somebody who's attuned to that sort of um, language. But everybody, right. every American... Is stepped and immersed in this language. So that's not a dog whistle. That is just outward baiting. <laughs> and and this is, this is you you're free to say whatever you want. But it, there has been very little condemnation that has come his way for that, right? But as Gary, well, I I'm, think everyone thinks he's just uh, he's a doddering old fool now. So why bother? Gary, give me, so give me the white liberal point of view on that. The, using that that sentence. They brought they bought a lot of liberal propaganda propaganda on the liberal plantation. Right. So we're talking about liberal plantation. So we're not talking about the plantation that they're working on that would be liberal. We're oh, talking about true, the liberals because uh, the planting the words. Yeah. were quite conservative. Yeah. And a liberal plantation might be pretty sweet though. Yeah, I would imagine that they would have, you know, the, the freemen. Definitely have a lot of um, free, I have might, a lot of teach them a little bit well. I, I'm gonna say you'd be a wash in socializing, um, in socialized health um, benefits. So that's huh? A liberal plantation, you would be covered. Okay. Healthcare, everybody would be covered. I'm gonna say that. Yeah. So that might be, you know, suppose probably a total is a totally different kind of plantation. Yeah, so they, so. therefore, me drawing ties to slavery, I am really out of order here, <laughs> right? But but isn't no, but seriously, isn't that infl- deliberately inflammatory? I'm talking about being deliberately inflammatory. I'm not talking about yeah. Well, really- it it's it goes back to the the conservative attempts to rewrite history to the way that they would like history to have been so they can 
uh, and they can reclaim words, right? And then reclaim things too, right? And demonize, demonize this this straw. It's basically a straw man history, you know. Oh, look at the, all these liberal plantations, and they can tear that down because they brought these black people. Because look, look, we're we're gonna free you, but you can work, and you're free people, even though we're uh, so, not. Yeah. <laughs> so, Michelle Michel back one thing with families or more were better. Black families, because, black children are often were more um, likely to have been born in a two-parent family right. uh, during the slave days than now. <laughs> right. And that kind of thing. Right? right. That whole uh, David Barton bullshit. Yes. And so much as they were not likely to have been born into a two-parent family, but a multi-parent family because the slaves tended to live in a fucking barracks. Right. And get situation. sold and traded. And but no, but I was saying, but when you were born, you had a thousand mommies and daddies because everybody in the plantation. Oh, well, you know, that. it takes a village. So yes, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what we say. But let's. This is a nice segue. There's a liberal using language um, talking about either you either a rebel or a slave, which is Chris Hedges. You oh. know, you know Chris Hedges. Uh, I'm familiar uh, with him. Hero yeah. of mine. Yeah. Does he see? The liberals are not <laughs> using this language, and this is going to segue here into the Main Street, the Wall Street occupation. Wait, there, which, there's heroes or slaves? Is that what he said? No, he says either a rebel or a slave. This, this is what Chris <laughs> had just said. Well, that's a false dichotomy there. but No, <clears throat> I think this is pretty much um, true. This is a, Chris said, this is what he said, and I quote, there are no excuses left. And we're talking about the, war, the occupi- occupation of Wall Street right. that is going on right now. I think they're on day 16 or 17 right now. Right. Either you join the revolt taking place in Wall Street and in the financial districts of other cities across the country, or you stand on the wrong side of history. Either you obstruct in the only form left to us, which is civil disobedience, the plundering by the criminal class in Wall Street, and accelerated destruction of the ecosystem that sustains the human species, or become the passive enabler of a monstrous evil. Either you taste and feel and smell the intoxication intoxication of freedom and revolt or sink into the miasm of despair and apathy and that's what he's talking yeah. and then he went further on and he used the actual quote either you're a rebel or a slave uh, I right. totally totally agree with him 150% Gary what is your opinion on that uh, occupation I think it's a good idea I think it's bringing uh, attention to something that, that has I, been I would have hoped you'd have been much more enthusiastic you think it's a good you're something so professorial it's like you know, theoretically it's an idea I'm glad you said good I, well I wish I wish I could be up there actually <laughs> so so badly right yeah. all week I've been thinking about this and, and I and, feel and they're, they're doing the same thing in San Diego or uh, San Francisco and, and when uh, is the San Antonio occupy? When are we going to occupy the boardwalk? Boardwalk. <laughs> I'm thinking. Well, AT and T left, <laughs> so we can't talk about their hundred dollar a month uh, smartphone fees. What are you talking about? <laughs> is it, no, seriously. What? 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 Me? What? Yeah, you know, when you sign up for like the iPhone or whatever, oh. you have to, you know, to get decent service. Oh, okay. Granted, I just downgraded mine because my my phone keeps dropping calls. Oh, AT and T's horrible. Yeah. Yeah, well, no, use... it has to do with the phone, not with the not with the actual service. Oh, really? Yeah, it's a 3G, and I upgraded the OS to the latest OS. And don't do it, people. <laughs> it's only for the 3GS or the 4G. Can you don't read it? <laughs> no, they make it very very difficult. <clears throat> well, I guess I, I guess I could, but yeah. Um, I'm almost up for a new one. I'm gonna get rid of the fucking iPhone. I would assume you've been up for a new one for the longest. Why you had that no, phone February. for a while? No, Fe- February. February is my two year. On a 3G? Yeah. You know you can do it before two years. I can. 
But it'll be the same price. No, seriously, no, no. I'm not talking about for an increased price. I'm talking about you can actually yeah, get I, a new one about six. That's at about right, right. sixteen yeah, months. No, I, I've been I've been looking, but okay. it's it's just a matter of money right now. So. Are you gonna go? Are you gonna go? Um, iPhone again? Or are you gonna no, go Windows I'll probably go. Something? No, I'll probably go with Android or or yeah. Windows Phone or something. It's something else because I, I'm not a big fan of Apple. No, I'm not. I'm not. I, I'm I, don't, I don't like the way it. it keeps destroying its database, and I have to keep on rebuilding it uh, on on the on the iTunes. Also, the um, people jump to their death in their factories, and uh, oh, right. I, I I feel, as I said, no even, doubt. Even after signing uh, an agreement that they won't. <laughs> These horrible <laughs> fucking oath breakers. Yeah. You yeah. sign an agreement saying you won't jump to death, and then they're going to jump to fucking death. So I'm wondering, uh, but going going back to our, our discussion, I'm wondering how, who will we occupy uh, in San Antonio? In San Antonio, because I, I'm not certain that we really have a lot of major businesses. We have almost nothing. Uh, I know there's an FBI. There's I an mean, FBI. I guess I guess we could go out and occupy Security Hill. Nothing like you know occupying the military. <laughs> Because they're kind of the biggest employer around here. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's pretty much <laughs> or, true. Or uh, uh, occupy Southwest yeah, Research and they'll, just, they'll just throw like biohazard stuff on us. The science is pretty much divided between the military. You can either occupy the military or occupy Burger King. You know, it's either a fast food occupy or the military. <laughs> that's what's happening. But listen, no, seriously, I lust to be there. Uh, and this is, this is the only time re- that I've regretted my um, pecunious state no. for the for the longest while. Well, they they just arrested not. like seven hundred of them, so I think that's a and I think they that's a good thing. Quarrelled a bunch of pe- no no not 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 good thing that seven hundred, but it has no, no. finally called attention to them on the major news outlets. Well, I think Officer Bologna Bologna Bologna, Bologna. right Tony Bologna Tony Bologna. <laughs> Did that um, because he? I think he was really the uh, the heavy his heavy handedness was really yeah. the um, thing that got it sort of you know into the into the media because it's the the mainstream media and and NPR this follows this follows onto another thing that what do you think about NPR? Are you a fan? I, I do. I, I when when I list uh, when I'm in the car, I'll listen to it if I'm not listening to other things. I, 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 I mean, like that. I, if I listen, if I'm listening, then nothing else. Yeah, I listen to NPR. There's, well, there's, there's, yeah, pretty much. If I, if I don't have a, like songs I need to listen to or, or learn, then I, I listen to NPR. I used to be a fan of NPR, but I can no longer um, support um, first thing the unctuous voices of the re, of the, the the reporters drives me up a wall. <laughs> Tonight we're listening. We're gonna talk about the how. The book written by the great author Simon Rudd. And and some <laughs> bullshit talking about a fucking book. And there's some important things going okay, so what? I don't like the unctuous voices and these kind of syrupy Okay. Move on from there. They keep interviewing people who keep writing silly, inefficacious, distracting books. Yeah, okay, I can't take that. Let's move on from there. People might <laughs> wanna hear about the person about David about David Sidaris Sidaris or Sidaris or however you pronounce his name. All right, more poverty. Move on from there. Why but it's does NPR all. show a marked? And I know they're under pressure from the Tea Party and the Republicans, but they show a marked, and you can't deny it, a marked preference for reporting on Republican and far right causes than they are than they do on liberal causes. The, listen, so because you know there's this thing. Well, why wasn't NPR covering the um 
the Wall Street protests, protest, right? They ignore them for 11 days. 11 days. And this is the reason that they give. That they gave for ignoring it. The recent protests on Wall Street did not involve large numbers of people. Prominent people or great disruption or an especially clear object. So let's, let's break this down. It involved large numbers because a thousand is not a large number. However, if yeah. 10 Tea Partiers get together or in a one, fucking toilet. Or, or, or if one decides to talk after like the presidential... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a large... <clears throat> prominent people. So unless athletes and actors, which I guess are prominent people, get yeah. involved in something, it has no worth or no bias or no right. weighting, right? right? It's not valid. Right. It's not valid. Because didn't, didn't the post office um, start... Uh, helping them out uh, up in New York City. Yeah, but the, the, the union, the post right, right. Union? But no, but this is pre-union. No, 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 yeah. I'm just talking about NPR okay. right. and NPR um, um, ombudsman saying that there were no prominent people involved, nor a great disruption, which I guess finally, you know, and so unless you're killing people left, right, and center, but, but that's why I guess uh-huh. I'm glad we thanked for the Tony Baloney for coming in there. Right. And starting macing people as if mace was some sort you know, of a, like, R. Kelly actually peeing on people's faces. <laughs> it's like how he was spreading around that mace, because I was like, he was doing it pretty liberally. Yeah. Right? So, that's why, so Tony, but, you know, it's insane, and, 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 any sort of thing, of activity on the left, or any progressive activity, or any anti-system, because I mean, let's say left or progressive, because it's not even particularly progressive. It is any sort of activity that is not that does not support the status quo, NPR is so cowardly hmm. and so pusillanimous and, and so bereft of any sort of fairness or balance or equity or honor that, you know, I have no use for them anymore. I mean, what I would support if the Republicans came tomorrow with a bill to strip them of their funding, strip them. Hmm. I no longer wish to hear about the Inuit or some <laughs> tribe that has been lost in the Brazilian Netherlands. So, you know, I don't want to hear anything from you. Terry Gross... And all of you, I reject you. You can't talk. Oh, I reject you. I reject you, Kyle Risdale, and all of you. Don't know. This is this, this horrible. It is horrible. 11 days. 11 days. Yes, fairly reprehensible. I'll agree with that. No, it's like, uh, fairly reprehensible. Fairly, Gary. I don't like it temporizing. <laughs> you're pissing me off. But listen, but we would love to be down there. Yes, would, absolutely. Would we, would we not? Yeah. It would be a fantastic occasion. I can imagine the smells of the unwashed <laughs> hippies. <laughs> I can't say that noise. That's actually bile just rose up about <laughs> People camping out there for about 70 days now. I would delicate. I would imagine that there's probably uh, people are opening their homes because some of those people are from there and they yeah. probably have apartments or whatever and so they're probably sending people out to the apartment I would guess that, you know, I'm going home today I'm going to take 10 of you all with me yeah, come and take three, a shower you know, three, but, three people but yeah. I, I, and, this, I, and this week I, I pledged to I'm going to go and contribute uh, some of my um, a few pence I'm going to contribute a few pence this week um, to the cause because I, if I can't be there um, I can at least cancel Netflix after <laughs> <laughs> the 10 bucks <laughs> Which I did, actually. Yeah, because screw Netflix, too. Oh, Netflix is horrible. Yeah. It's not really Netflix's fault so much as them bowing to, the uh, like, Warner Warner Brothers, who won't allow them to stream their, mu- their movies. Wait, and, and apart from the movies, do you know, like, Hulu 
Um, which actually, um, our friend Rupert Murdoch has a huge stake in it. Yeah. He has offers a lot more content than Netflix. Yeah. Right? And then you come with this here scatterbrain idea of increasing fees. Increasing fees within and then 60%. And... What the fuck is wrong with that? Are, are you insane? Who's... By the way, talk about increasing fees. Uh, do you bank, Gary, with any of the major banks? Uh, I well, I know where you're, where you're going. I, I do have a Bank of America card and they a don't Discover know where card I'm going because they don't know where I came from. <laughs> I know where you came from, Trinidad. Right, so <laughs> probably know where I'm going. <laughs> I apologize, sir. And just recently, you came from UTSA. You know where I'm <laughs> yes, sir. You're right. I'm wrong. You're right. You know where I'm. Going. In fact, you probably have a. You seem to have a map, you know, like of my future because you know my path. So yeah. let, let's get on with it. Where was where was I going with that? Uh, Bank of America charging five dollars to using their debit cards. I heard it was ten. Was what I read. That for, in the new year, folks. Yes, in the new year. Oh, uh, um, uh, we don't know exactly what date, but the kickoff is: you use a debit card even once a month, and they charge you ten dollars as, as a credit card. As a to to buy something. So in other words, if you use your debit card as an, a as, as an ATM card, yes, you use it. You use your debit card not to withdraw money right. from your ATM at your bank. Right. So if so, if you go out and you per, use your debit card to purchase a beer, groceries, or a beer, or whatever, it's more likely, or gas. Then more like uh, you'll be charged five dollars on more, top of everything. Ten is ten dollars. Okay, so it's for the month, it's a monthly ten dollar fee. Right. It is not a no, it's not a per transaction fee oh, of five dollars. It's, oh, it's yeah, a per. monthly ten dollar fee. But I renounce that. What is yeah. seriously? I do too. Well, like I I bank with uh, BBVA Compass, and recently they're doing similar things. You have to have a minimum of fifteen hundred dollars in the bank. That's what I yes I saw that or. Or as I found out, because they haven't been charging me, mm-hmm. because I keep falling below, because mm-hmm. I'm you know running out of money. Uh, skint, as the yeah. English would say. So, but if you if you transfer money in from another bank, an approved source, they waive the fee. So as okay. soon as I find out they're charging, and that's fifteen dollars a month. But I, I what I think is on both our parts, because I've been meaning to do this for a while, is that why haven't we joined a good stout credit union? Right. Well, I, I do. I do. I am part of uh, San Antonio Credit Union, and uh, but Broadway Bank um, doesn't charge. Yeah. So I, I'm definitely um, as yeah, soon I'm as I get some time, I am going to withdraw my money yeah. uh, because it's ridiculous. You, I, I don't know what the end ga- what the end game is. I know this says retaliation to the fees, to um, the limits on on, cre- on fees that um, the Obama administration, which right. is one good thing they have done, um, have imposed. But it's not that. Right, Bank of America. Seriously, do you think if you're not making five hundred billion dollars a year, if you're making four hundred and ninety nine point nine 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 billion, <laughs> you think you really think that it's worth losing a slew of customers because they're yeah. going to lose market share? Yeah. But Wells Fargo and many of the other banks are doing it. Wells Fargo also has a. I think they have some of the fifteen uh, fifteen hundred limit too. Mm. It's not just Bank of America. No. But the credit unions are going to see a big boost from this, and I welcome it. Yeah. I welcome it. And, you know, the more localized um, you can do your banking, is better. Right? I agree. So I'm going to admonish everybody to <laughs> in droves, flee. Yeah. And, and Bank of America was one of the ones that got some of the bailout money and kind of oh. screwed everything up. I, and, and The so, only reason so they got some of the bailout money was that they didn't get all. Yeah. But, you know, certainly uh, some, not inconsiderable, some... <laughs> <laughs> the, I, do, I know much as, as I said, much as women flee from me, 
I advise every <laughs> customer to flee from the Bank of America. Indeed. Right? I so, if, if at all possible, see if you can consolidate your, yeah. your credit card debt if you have any with someone else. Uh, the system is going to fold, but, I, but what I'm saying, but uh, what, what you shouldn't be paying money to use a debit card. Uh, no, I agree. Because with the that, bank yeah. charges the merchants. They shouldn't be, you know, and then come and charge me. No. There's only so much. There's so much I can take, and I can't take no more. <laughs> so, we're going to talk about teachers. Teachers. Okay. So, yeah, teachers. teachers. <laughs> All right. All right. So, see, there's my smart voice. Again. Rick Perry. <laughs> yeah. Everybody knows it took a break. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, Rick Perry, right? Governor of Texas. He cut $4 billion from the Texas budget, right? Yeah. Mostly tapped in education and health programs, right? Because we don't need those. No. <laughs> As a result... Texas would be forced to fire 49,000 teachers. Can you imagine that? <laughs> and 43,000 teachers will lose part of all, or, or all By of the way, I thought he was the job creation fuckhead. Yes, but Burger King jobs at $8 an hour or $6 an uh, hour or whatever the minimum wage is. Yeah. But teachers, of course, with their $30,000 a year salaries. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, so. Too much. Well, I mean, shit. They get four four months off every year, right. three months off every year, and and then they have a pension. No, we can't afford that, right? And uh, of course, Texas is at the bottom when it comes to educating its residents. We rank <laughs> dead last in adults with a college degree. Oh, I thought we were forty eight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm you, a, Gary, you optimist. <laughs> you dreamer. I could have sworn we were 48 the last month. <laughs> you, oh my God, you bright-eyed optimist. Oh my God, uh, disgusting. You're a kid, Gary. You're a kid, grow up, grow up. So yes, and, and, and according to estimates by the Center on Public Policy Priorities, the education cuts will result in 100,000 fewer private sector jobs. How does that work? This point, no, but but of course everything is every, listen. You fire teachers, right? This is the point we keep on making, right? You fire people, you withdraw money, right, from from, from the economy, the economy, right? They're gonna lose private sector jobs. Right. These teachers then won't go to barbers and they won't go and buy beer, right? Ah, well, of course they won't. They won't they buy new buy cars. <laughs> yes, things like that. Yes, and the ripple effect, right? Right. right. And it, and teachers. A few of the people who were left that had such sort of, sort of long-term financial confidence. Right. In that, so that if I can buy a house and get a mortgage, because I'm a teacher, you're always going to need teachers. Yes, apparently but, uh, not so much. You smug <laughs> bastards, right? Jammy. That's right. Why should why should they have job security when I don't? When nobody. And also, um, Chris Christie has fired over ten thousand teachers in New Jersey. Wow. And most of the other Republic, who's a Chris Christie Republican, fat, disgusting, um, putative presidential um, <laughs> candidate. Yeah, because you know the Republicans want Chris Christie to run, right? Because of course he's firmly in the pocket of um, the right. Koch brothers. And right. So well, that. well, because because Perry's doing pretty bad now. Yes. So they want Chris Christie with his enormous self to go and occupy possibly Lincoln and the. Whoever bedroom in the White House, eh? you know, <laughs> fucking ass. But, anyway, but this is what happens, and I'm reading from this book. This book is called Now You See It. It's by Kathy and Davidson, who is who was a professor at Duke, and I don't know if she still is. Right. But it's a fantastic book that I'm reading. I'm not all the way. Did through. you check that at the library? 
I did. And you dog-eared one of the pages. I didn't. Okay. <laughs> and by that I mean I did. Purely but by accident. I will not be held. <laughs> you know, the thing is nobody else is going to read. I have no... I, I have no compunction about dog or any library book. You, you know what you're not going to do? I'm going to go out and, and check that book out right after you and complain. <laughs> oh, my God. Somebody. <laughs> did, and listen, not only did I dog any book, but I underlined. No, um, did you <laughs> do, do you know why I have no compunction about doing that? It's not because I have no civil um. What was the word I'm looking for? Civil. You, you, you have no feelings of being in a society? Are you... I, I, do you have no empathy? Are you, are you a, uh, is, a this form is of psychopathy? Form the, yeah, this is my <laughs> form of anti-establishment and protest here. Okay. It's by marking libraries. All right. The, the, one, the one thing that we still have, the public library that's close to socialism, and you're ruining it for us. But it's not. But you know I'm doing this? Because <laughs> nobody else is going to read this fucking book besides okay. me. Okay. And, and that's exactly why. Secondarily, I don't mind reading a book that has been underlined and no, marked no, no, because it, it does point to passages that other people are well, wait, have you, you, you've bought used books at, for, for your courses right I mean not as a PhD I buy used books for reading I do right, but I, no but specifically for, for studying I have stuff. done often right. yeah, well I always say especially history books because you always get that one jerk that highlights everything oh yeah that <laughs> idiot yeah, as every as if every that. word. Gotta remember that. Gotta remember that. Yeah. No, no, you don't. Yeah, it's a paragraph. <laughs> you don't have to remember right? the whole paragraph. <laughs> I have seen I have seen books and chops like that where everything was highlighted. It's like it's like and every then, other okay, paragraph, then, like yellow, red, yellow, red. Yes. It's like oh come on. You might as well just memorize the entire book, sir. <laughs> yeah, but I yes, I did I did not do that though. I judiciously <laughs> wielded my um, sword. My That's right, pen. as opposed to us, which is injudiciously rambling at gmail.com. And also check out um, the other word. Skeptic Wire. Yes. Okay. But this is okay. But what I'm going to read here is just showing them, um, is just to reveal some facts some facts that I didn't know. Okay, well, what, what, what is now you see it? What, what, what's it about? Okay, the book talking about how the brain science of attention transforms the way we live, work, and learn. But what I'm going to talk about okay. is education. Okay. Um, specifically, in that one, the it is America is a ranks very low. In fact, I think we are actually last among the first world countries. Um, in almost everything. Upward mobility. <laughs> <laughs> but the picks up at random. Upward mobility, <laughs> and the way you get the way actually upward mobility is mostly achieved these days is through education. Yeah. Right? You can only move from a bottom, from a bottom class to a higher class, from a lower class to a higher level class through education, mostly. Right, right? now, we're not dismissing entrepreneurship uh, right. and dumb luck and shit like that and genius. Right. But mostly, it is through education. Right. Right? Also, that is the way entire classes of people, entire of races and stuff like that. Right? For, I would say for the black race and the Hispanics, and for new immigrants, that is the best way they can they get sure. to... Move upwards, right? And also in the other direction, you can effectively create an underclass by messing with their education, right? Hmm. I don't you... know anybody that would do that in America. No, nobody would no. do that. No. What are you talking Come on. That's okay. just crazy talk. That's crazy talk. Oh, I, mean, so I, I, mean, I mean, you have to cut like billions of dollars from the education system to, to do something nobody like that. Would do, but nobody would do that. No. Also, because, because you know why? As a nation, that would be almost treasonous. Yeah. Because it also boils up a nation. Apart from 
from races and cultures. It is a national imperative that in this day of technology and pro and and and, and you know we, we as we grow increasingly industrial and we in fact we go be post industrial and we move away from right into the world of digital of digitization that education is so much more important, right? So therefore, it's almost, it's almost treasonous. Yeah. To deny an entire country and to remove education from states, from entire states and from entire country, you're setting yourself up a failure in this global marketplace, right? Because everything is global. Yeah. When, because my right now, I don't need to to hire an accountant from America. I can get somebody from give me a country, Taiwan, Taiwan to work for no, 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 court. no, 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 no. Uh, Thailand, Thailand. There you go. To work for yeah. a quarter of the price, as yeah. well as I can get a prostitute or a houseboy. Right. right. Or both. In one. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Right? You kill... Well, who was it that killed um, three... What was this fabulous um, child story? And they killed ten-somethings at one blow. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? You Yanks are so uninitiated in the um, no, fables. No, no, it, it sounds, sounds You weird, killed but... something at one blow. Ten something at one blow. I'm not, this is not even oh. remotely um, homosexual. No, no, I know. Or fallacious. No, I read, I read the Aesop's fables and, and Grimm's fairy tales. And yeah, this is, more, this, is a, this is a Grimm's. This is only Grimm's. Yeah. He kills something at ten something at one blow. But you know what? No, don't worry. Well, we'll move on though. Yeah, we we'll never come back to this anyway. No, right. But so I'm going to talk. Hey, about... But hey, people, if you know what we're talking about, right. write in. Maybe I don't know. Yes, enlighten us. Be abusive or not? Well, be abusive. So I yeah. get a chance to be. We can get a chance to right. be abusive towards you. It's <laughs> nice. Right. And the nothing like yelling at listeners. Yeah, but but I'm going to talk about how this is important in talking about. We know all that about education, but I'm going to show you how education is used in a few sentences. Right. Um, public schooling developed over the course of the last half of the 19th century and it got its full wind at the turn of the 20th century as part of America's process of industrialization. Right? And I'm going to paraphrase from the book here. Public education was seen as the most efficient way to train potential workers for labor in newly urbanized factories, right? right. It was thought that you need to teach them control and socializing for the mechanized routinized labor of the factory and it was thought that education was the best way to do this <laughs> so therefore whether it was to calm the supposedly unruly immigrant populace of the day right which is like, like I say Irish and the people who are still coming from Europe from Eastern Europe mostly right or to right. urbanize farmers freshly arriving in the city education was designed to train unskilled workers to new tasks that required a special dedicated form of attention so school was nice and instilling inst uniformity right so ergo <laughs> children started attending school at the same time guys Ooh, unintended consequences they went I see. they went through a carefully you know it's just intended consequences no 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 no, 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 no. okay okay so you okay so interrupt uh, me and tell me when well, I I can see by removing education, you get the unintended consequences of not having a controlled society. You get people who are more likely to think for themselves, well, or at least more likely to be in see, a small group of people is, that will be a your, problem your to you. Your point is well taken and is well founded, except for the fact that you, like most of us, equate education 
with the system that was put in place to support um, prop up industrialization or to more to more easily facilitate industrialization we because you said the exact words you said were remo- was removing education yeah. when i think you mean removing the structure that we grew up with which are uh, the yeah. bells yeah, and yeah. the 45 minute classes yeah. and the um the carefully graduated system and the systematic testing and standardized curriculum right with subject you know specifically taught in time blocks and, and in ways large and small, the author says, the process mimicked the forms of specialized labor on the assembly line, as well as the divisions of labor in the factory itself. And this, was, this didn't happen by chance. This happened by purpose and design. Right? So they say many features now common in our education today began as an accommodation to the new industrial world ushered into the last part of the 19th century because machines needed to run on schedule. And assembly lines needed human precision. needed human precision and efficiency, right? So schools placed great emphasis on time and timeliness. And curriculum was directed towards focusing on a task, including the mastery of a specific syllabus of required learning. Learning to pay attention, as directed through rote memorization, mastery of facts was important. And schools developed forms of rapid fire question and answer such as the spelling bee or the math bee and this was a new skill in that time different from the elite models of question and answer based on the socratic method or the agrarian method of public of problem solving in which one is responsible for spotting a problem and solving it where there's a wilted corn tassel on injured horse or the apprenticeship model of the guild right so you understand what I'm saying? So, to discuss what we say, what, what the point the author made there, the education system we have in place right now was developed for a specific time and for a specific purpose, for the taming and the, you know to, to support industrialization. Right. Right. But it is no by no means now is that the right model for now. No, I agree with that. I have I have not agreed. I- I don't like the the structured eight at eight classes, forty five minutes. You have to sit down. You have to do it inside blackboards. The whole thing. It, it is also is ineffective. And this and this author goes yeah. on because she was a pi one of the pioneers of um, in, introducing things that, for example, like in Duke University where she taught, she introduced the using the iPod. Right. Um. When it first came out. Um, Wait. What's her name? Her name is Kathy Ann Davidson. Oh, right. I've I've heard an interview with her. Really, right? Yeah. Fascinating person, and using the iPod as a to stimuli as a stimulus to show how new technology can be used to revolutionize education. Right, right. But but the thing is though, what I'm the, the thing I want to draw from there is that huh, the pacification of the populace. What the same tool that was used at the 19th century to help with industrialization and to customers to the routine needed for industrialization is now pacification. Right. Because everything you read there, the overlay is, as you said, a lack of questioning, a lack of independent thought, lack of right. creativity, right? It is not training us for that. No, right? That's true. And and so let me let me go on a little bit here. Well, go ahead. Listen. Yeah. Jump in. Well, no, because there... There are certain classes and certain um, programs that do, uh, which I really learned because I, in high school, I got into the advanced ma- 
advanced placement classes. And I, that that was based around creativity and learning as you do, whereas I, I also got to see the honors and the regular classes before that, which were all basically rote training. All right. You didn't learn anything. There were certain people that did great in those classes because they were good at regurgitating. But people like me, who are learn more by doing, or you know, can learn that way. But when you're you're in, we marginalized. Yeah, and it's just got boring. And so, with just regurgitating and not being allowed to be creative yeah. and show that I can know it through the way that I can show to do it, uh, I was not doing so well. Wow. So when I got into the advanced placement. Suddenly it was like this huge. You, you get on this mecca and you have all these ways to show that you can you can do it. I'm 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 gonna butcher yeah. a point. It's a fantastic point which I'm gonna support with a few statements I'm gonna make later on from this book. Um, she's to make a point. Since 1975, American educational attainment has dropped, leveled, or dropped off. Why there's been a dramatic increase in the number of jobs require, requiring exploratory, creative problem solving. Right? Right. So we are seeing the first signs that the American education system is slipping in comparison to our needs. Because I said, the internet is a whole different paradigm of learning. And and, and the current things, because a lot of the things we need now is information based on internet based and systems based. And totally different paradigm. It is not the same paradigm as working on a machine line. When you're, you know, boxing Fruit Loops or sure. what have you. And, and they're showing that the, the way what we remember and how we remember things has changed. Where instead of remembering facts, which is what we're kind of, you know, regurgitating, now we're starting to remember how to get to the facts. Definitely. Because the facts, well, but what we're not teaching them is how to differentiate facts from uh, bullshit. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. There. Uh-huh. Yeah, that that is analysis right. and skepticism. Right. Also, you think because facts are so easily within our reach, it's a little need to learn facts these days. Right, exactly. You need to learn how to, as I said, how to arrive at facts. Right. And, and how to process sort, them. Yes, yeah. processes rather than facts itself. Memorization was great if you lived in, 19, in 1721 right. when you had to retain a doctor, you had know, to go he, into a situation with all the... The library was... 50 miles away. Yeah, it was a mile, if there was one, yeah. 1,500 miles away, yeah. it might be the library or somebody else you could confer with. But yeah. now, at our fingertips. So it's, it's not right. facts as memory. Okay, so to, to go on, um, in the United States, right, going to college, so let's so we move on. She's made, she made a point in the interim, because I skipped some a lot of um, reading, but in the interim, she says, college is kind of what teaches us now. Right. Get, trains us for that kind of thought that we need, right? But you said college requires money for tuition. And our emphasis of, as col- on college as a grail of secondary education only rubs in its inaccessibility or irrelevance to lower income kids. That's why we have a high dropout rate, right? right. And we're going back to where she's saying that dropouts so happy, happen so much often in the poor, com- poverty stricken yeah. communities, right? And, and she says, especially in the low achieving groups. Relationship with teachers and counselors who believe and support them, often against peer or familial or cultural pressure. She is what we're saying here that as bad as a situation as you come from, right? Relationship with teachers and counselors can ameliorate some of the situations that happen at home. So you can come yeah. from a poor home, but if you have excellent teacher student relationships, 
you can prosper. You right. might, you know, you have a higher, a stronger right. chance. You have a stronger chance, right? Is a, and it's a determining factor in retaining school attendance, right? These key, and the key factors are called rigor, relevance, and relationships, right? And the most important, well, a particularly important factor in those relationships is student-teacher ratio. This says that small class size has been proven to be one of the most single important factors in kids staying and succeeding in school. And hence the backdrop of the thousands of student layoffs perpetrated by Rick Perry and, 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 and what is the fat idiot named Chris Christie. And let me stop happen on this obesity, right? Because that is, not, that is very, very, very tangential to his incredible smarminess and disgusting <laughs> personality but but you see i'm talking about that and hence the attack i'm, I'm bringing all this back to why there the, there's an attack on teachers and stuff like that it's not just union busting but the less teachers you have the more you have an underclass the more right. you can keep that underclass subservient and you have a ready and a cheap worker force so soon we won't even have to import the mexicans <laughs> right, because we're gonna fuck up our own American people, and then we can really build a fence, and we can have all the um, orange pickers, right? And the we, strawberry then we pickers. can go to the brave new world where you have your alpha betas and deltas, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, that's exactly what we're going for. Uh, and and t- I'm gonna make a point, and just uh, let me roughly paraphrase this last. Um, set of points here. Um, the author said she re- visited a middle school where there's a girl with green and blue hair. And she's girls, the girl sat against the wall and she's remote from the other kids, right? This is in a high school, right? The author went um, to, you know, to do some observation and to, to teach, right? As I said, the author is a Duke professor. Right. But um, she said she, you know, she was talking and the girl was ignoring her and barely making eye contact. And then later in the day, they did a drawing lesson in class, and the girl came alive. And she went from being, and I quote, still glassy-eyed, self-contained, and not entirely present, a concentrated, focused, dedicated bundle of intensity. And the other kids started, um, who were ignoring the little girl before, they started crowding around her because she obviously was a great creator. right? And, and then afterwards in the day, the author saw the girl in a ride home, and she returned to the little dull, sullen, um, you know, isolated um, person that uh, person that she was. Yeah. And the author was making the point that the only thing that the kid enjoyed was the art, right? But she says in our standardized form of testing, there is no end of grade exam for art. And then right. you race to the top. And the um, no child left behind. You can't standardize test of art or music and stuff. Yeah, and right. It's impossible. Right. Right. So as you, the point you were making, you excluding huge swaths of possibly geniuses. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I've I've known that for a while. I, I've always hated standardized tests. I'm okay at them. And certainly when I study for them, I can do quite well when you study how to learn, you know, how to do them. But they don't tell you anything. Yes. <laughs> they right. tell you nothing. I, and it also, but it also has to do with teaching because so many people learn in so many different ways. Uh, yeah, like, like the, the girl who loves uh, drawing or painting. You know, you can't sit her down and teach her math as 2 plus 2 equals 4, 4 plus 4 equals 8, 16 plus 16 equals 3, you know, that thing. Mm. You can't, she's not, that's not the way she learns. 
you know, so you, you need to be able to not only teach to the person the way that they can learn or put them in a situation where they can learn that. In other words, I mean, you know, you can kind of move them around. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you also have to be able to test them because they can be perfectly yes, perfect members of society and, and constructive and, and productive. Some of them are geniuses yeah. in, in, uh, yeah. in their but own fields. But you're excluding people and apart from and yeah. you exclude them and the ripple effect is huge. And yeah. they, they, drop, they drop out the system and other, you know, and then the self-confidence get damaged and the ripple yeah. effect is huge. But you, you do all of this, right? And it's a concerted attack on, on the educational system of America. Yeah. So apart from, because the, when you have a small student size, it, you're more likely to have a teacher, a small teacher-student ratio. You're more likely to have a teacher who recognizes these disparate elements. Yeah. Secondarily, you know, you're going to the, the, con, the connecting system to that also. Is that standardized testing is a huge business. Yeah, huge business. A huge business. <laughs> and it's a corrupt environment where there are so many stories about 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 standardized testing businesses that demand when too many students fail, they demand that the graders that they hire start lowering their standards yeah. so more students pass. Yeah. So you know you're stacking up horribly, which is why America, as we con- as America continues hiring more and more and engaging more and more standardized testing and no child left behind shenanigans and it starts having a larger and larger private education industry you start you slip further and further um in international standards yeah for education hey we're gonna be really good at multiple choice tests though which is we're gonna be the best where the future is gonna be (laughs) when the end comes because i do believe when they get into heaven jesus is gonna Peter is going to pose a multiple choice. That's right. Test. Well, when they get out in the work, I mean, you know, what would you like? I'd like a number four. Okay, is a four A, B, or C? Because then you get a Coke. That's pretty much. And, it, you know, it's all going to be pictures. That's what's going to happen. McDonald's have many board. Welcome that, to Walmart. Jesus loves you. Exactly. Right. <laughs> but and, and we see how corporatism again, because there's uh, no small amount of lobbying. Yeah. And to, to for the free support for no child left behind. Yeah. Uh, and well, we can go further with for profit universities. Uh, they're, but they're they're trying to. I, there's a huge push to get rid of no child left behind. By that, and I thought that at least the current administration is starting to look at that and yeah, think about it. At first, they were supporting and pumping lots of dollars. But yeah. now, what they're doing a lot of um, what they're doing is um, state exemptions. Where your state can file for exemptions and they're kind of supportive of you doing that. That's right, because they're all supposed to be at a certain level right now, and it turns out that the levels were completely stupid because they're unrealistic. And I, I don't know why Obama would, why the Obama administration would, and just wholesale reject this yeah. stupid idea. That's why I don't. That's why because you said it's a huge business. Well, it's the lobbying, lots yeah. of lobbying, because that's what the, the, the and we all come back to. Which I'm, I'm going to try and talk about next week. We're going to try and talk about this next week. Is we need to get public finance out of. We need to get finance out of um, politics hmm. because the lobbying. Uh, there's nothing that we. Uh, there's nothing you can do because no longer do the politicians um, seek. Um, people people don't respond to result. People don't respond to actions because people pay no attention to politics. So therefore, your politicians does something. It doesn't. It matters nearly. Um, anything because you know why when camping season comes around people are so behold are so persuaded by the flashing lights of advertisement <laughs> and it's, it, our attention spans yeah. are so short 
that actions mean nothing anymore. Yeah. Messaging messaging is all that, that matters. You know? Yay, Twitter. Yeah, no messaging <laughs> and messaging by the TV and by campaign ads. You know, as you figure, the, um, in America, leave, we leave in the statistics. The figure is 94% of the time, right? I can tell. You can tell who's going to win an election. It doesn't matter about ideology, party, race, class. Yeah, what matters 94% of the time is who spends more money. Right. And certainly, recently that's been the case. In the election campaign, and that is the truth. Is nine. I'm not. This is. I'm not. This is not. I'm not giving a, a average or this or figure off the top of my head. It is 94. This is the actual figure. The person who spends money wins 94% of the time. Yeah. In in elections. Right. So therefore, when I'm as a lobbyist and I pump money into a campaign, and I'm a lobbyist for 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 standardized testing and I give you 10 million and I'm going to win and I'm going to get more standardized that's right and then you have to like well I gave you 10 million dollars but yeah. you know, scratch my back yeah yeah, of course so, yeah. and the big money interests are going to win so we need to solve all these problems folks I hope you learned <laughs> something tonight and on that down note <laughs> we will see you guys next week actually we're going to be late next week because I'm, I'm not coming back till Monday oh Texas Free Thought Convention is this week people what do you mean so there you go Friday, Saturday and Sunday go to in Houston if you enjoy injudicious ramblings leave a review at iTunes or send us an email at injudiciousramblings at gmail.com or at injudiciousramblings.blogspot.com the theme was written and recorded by Oscar Lawrence